It is Monday, which means go mode for chin check, baby. And today we're going to be looking back at LFA 101 and UFC on ESPN Plus 45 people. There was a crazy lot of action. There was controversy. We touch it all. All right, let's go. Okay, people, so on Friday, LFA, Legacy Fighting Alliance, had their 100th and 1th, 101th, 101, I don't know, it was 101 shows, right? How the fuck do you say, 101th, 101th, that just sounds wrong, but anyway, yeah. (laughs) Red <laughs> one one shows people. Yeah, you figure it out. Alright. So um we had uh, Ray Conk and Alan Joe Bunn. They were calling the fights. Mike Kendall, he announced it all. And um we had seven main card fights, right? And so the whole gist of this, the event was called Undefeated. You know what I mean? Went back to uh, naming events, right? And every, well, I believe only one fighter on the card wasn't undefeated coming in. Yeah, so people were losing their O's all over the place, right? And out of the seven fights, six ended in finish. Yeah. It it was a um it was a phew, it was a crazy card. It was a crazy card. Started off with um Obinawa Ikbune against Hunter Coven, right? It was a middleweight fight. And um yo so I feel that Obinawa you know I mean he I think he was the favourite coming in. He had the heavy hands. He had heavy hands, right? So he was coming, coming out, trying to land those big shots. Colvin, though, he, you know, he took the action too up in a way, right? And um, yeah, he landed shots, right? He he stuffs a a, a takedown, right? He um, gets a takedown. Well, I mean. Didn't so much get a takedown, but Colvin pulled guard. Yeah, which, hey, that's what he does, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what he does. You have to be watching Colvin, people. And, yo, he reverses it. He, he, he you know, he pulls guard. Um, and he's controlling things. He's controlling them well, right? Now, Ikbune... He lands a couple of elbows. Lands a couple of elbows. Colvin, he reverses, stands up, and um, lands a real nice knee on Ikbune as he starts to get up. Now, trust me, this this knee was legal, people. No nonsense with this one, all right? So, uh, yeah, they clinched up on the fence. Colvin, he's looking to take it down. He can't. But he he drops for a heel hook. Igbume defends, but Colvin, he then 
grabs that tape down, right? He's into side control. He's looking for that Kimura. Looking for that Kimura. You know what I mean? He's, um, yeah, he's, he's working things nicely. Can't get the Kimura. Transitions, though. Transitions real smoothly to the back, right? Oh, no, actually, transitions to an arm bar first. Transition to an arm bar. Didn't get the arm bar. Goes to the back, sinks in the rear naked, and that was all she wrote. All she wrote, right? Boom. Hunter Colvin for the win. It was real nice. Interestingly enough, after the fight, he was like, um, he's going to move down to welterweight. Yeah, he was like, Boomerang was a bit too big. Bit too big in there, you know? And... You could see that because Colvin, you know, I mean, he, he was pulling guard and he, he the takedowns weren't coming like they do in, um you know, grappling. So, yeah, he's saying he's going to drop the world away, which will be interesting, man. But Colvin looked good. He really did look good. So then it's a light, no, a flyweight clash between Alden Carrera and Rashad Robinson. Right, so, um, yeah, with, with this fight, people, you know, I think Carrera, he's looking real calm, looking real calm in there, and he comes straight out looking for the action, attacking Robinson's legs, Robinson, though, he's got some heavy hands, and he is looking to put some damage on Carrera, so they're exchanging kicks, you know what I mean? Like, letting it all go in there. Uh, Correa hits some calf kicks. You know, Robinson tries for an overhand, but Correa gets the takedown. Right? He's looking for control. Um, Robinson did manage to avoid pretty much most of the damage. Gets up. But... Carrera hits another takedown and this time gets off some ground and pound. So, second round, Robinson, he's, you know, he wants to get shit back, right? Because, you know, with the takedowns, he lost that first round. He's looking to get it back, coming out hard. Leg kicks, you know. But Carrera, he's, uh, he's calm. You know what I mean? He's calm. He lands a good hook. Right, lands a good hook as um, Robinson is coming in, pushing the action. Lands a big left. Robinson goes down. Carrera jumps on top, throwing that ground and pound until the ref pulls him off. Woof. Now, I think the quickest fight on the card was the clash between. Um, Taisha Gandhi and Jacqueline Amorim, right? So, strawweight clash from the ladies and Gandhi, right? She she comes out, she pushes out a couple of jabs, right? Um, Amorim, she's, um, yeah, not really interested in any of that. Shoots, sh- Gets a takedown straight into mount, 
right? Straight into Mount, landing some vicious shots. So Gandhi, obviously, she don't want to take them shots. She turns to try and move out of the way, which you got to feel that's what Amorian is hoping for. So as Gandhi, you know, turns Amorian takes that back, sinks in that rear naked, and it's all she wrote, baby. Fight is done. 33 seconds, people. It was quick. It was quick. So we then go with um, the lightweights. We've got Miguel Jacob against AJ Nichols. All right, so... This fight, man. So it, it starts off, right? And um yeah, Nichols, you know, he's pushing the fight, right? Comes out with some kicks, and Jacobs, you know, he's looking to um land some good shots, right? And yeah, Jacobs he drills a right down the middle. Putting Nichols down early, right? Now, Nichols, he's, he gets up, right? Gets up um, pretty much. I mean, Jacobs tried to land a few shots, but, yeah, Nichols, he's back on his feet. Nichols he was looking for a takedown. Um, he gets it, but, you know, he, he doesn't do anything with it, Right? Doesn't do anything with it So, you know, you probably feel that Miguel won that first round Cut into the second And, yeah, Nichols, he's pushing the pace Right, he, he's pushing the pace And Jacobs, he's he's very tentative Very tentative in this round Not really throwing a lot not really throwing a knot, not, not many combinations, anything like that. Nothing to make Nichols back up, right? So Nichols, he gets a body lock takedown, gets off shots, you know? And I think the big problem was Miguel, very content to stay on the bottom, but he's not doing anything on the bottom. So... Going into the third, you figure it's one all, right? It's one all. And I think Nichols was the one that came out looking like he wanted to finish this fight. I don't know if um, Jacobs, you know, was suffering with a gas tank or anything like that. But there wasn't any urgency from him. So Nichols, he's pressing the action, getting off shots. Right, Nichols gets the takedown. He's landing like hammer fists, load of hammer fists, and then he gets a reverse crucifix. Gets a reverse crucifix. You know, Jacobs can't defend themselves, and Nichols is just landing elbow after elbow until the ref calls it. Right now, obviously, look, Jacobs wasn't out, but. He can't defend, so he's just taking elbows through the head, and yeah, no ref is just gonna let that go. So that fight is done, right? So um, 
We then have a catch weight belt, right? 130 pounds. So obviously they're both flyweights. I think this was a late, um, yeah, a late one, right? Because uh, Paluo Nakanula, his original opponent dropped out. So um, yeah, Mark Kimako, yeah, he was a late replacement, you know? But yeah. So it's catch weight, and um, man, Kamako, Chase, right now, Nakalula, he 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 seemed to have heavy hands, right? Definitely seemed to have heavy hands, but this fight was just Kamako. Kamako had, man, he he just took everything, and he was coming, and he brought. The energy and the, you know, he was just relentless. You know, relentless didn't slow down. And he's, you know, it was a stick and move kind of thing. But Kamako was throwing the combinations, right? He was throwing the combinations. This was the only fight that went to a decision. But it was, it was a fun fight. It was a fun fight. Kamako was just taking it. You know, going for that rear naked, he was getting takedowns, all of that. Now, Namako, um, n- no, it's not Namako, it's Nakanula, right? Nakanula, he, he had heavy hands, right? So, I, he didn't have the same amount of output, right? Didn't have the same amount of output, and he was tiring, but tough as hell, right? He had... Yo, know, that rear naked on him a good few times, and it was tight. It was tight. Not necessarily under the chin, but on the jaw. And we've seen cats tap on that, you know, jaw crank. But he just stayed in there. So, um, yeah, you know, definitely a fun fight there, people. So, co-main event, right? Co-main event, and we had... Um, Tristan Vines against Jalen Fuller, and this fight, right, so Fuller is tall, he's tall, he's rangy, right, um, he did miss weight, did miss weight, right, but this fight was interesting, you know, so there was no feeling out, they both came out and they were both taking it to each other, right, and um, Vines, he lands a right hook that puts Fuller down, right? Puts Fuller down. Um, now, Fuller, he popped back up, popped right back up. But Vines was looking good. Vines is moving around, do you know what I mean? Doing his thing. So, he, you know, he's looking impressive, right? He He's sticking and moving, right? And... Um, yeah, he's they get a clinch. Vines is landing some good knees, right? He's trying to get a takedown on the fence, but Fuller, very good balance, man. Fuller showed some really impressive balance in there, right? They get into space, and Fuller, man, Fuller gets, uh, you know, he puts Vines down with a nasty left, right? Quick, it was a real quick left. Vines goes down, right? But, you know, like Fuller did earlier on in the round, Vines springs back up. He springs back up. 
problem is, right, he then eats a head kick from Fuller. Eats a head kick. Fuller, I think he must have smelt blood because he comes in, jump knee, hits the chin, right? And then he puts Vines down with a right hook. Oi! Referee jumps in, fight is done, right? So from it looking like, you know what I mean, Vines was going to win this fight, Fuller comes back and looked, whoo, looked sensational, looked sensational. So that means main event, light heavyweight clash. We've got Anthony Kalini against T Cummins, right, and, um, yeah, Cummins was a, I think Cummings was a late replacement in this one, right, and, um, yeah, it's a little tentative, you know what I mean, it started off a little tentative, they're trading knees, I mean kicks, trading knee kicks, and it's pretty much single shots, really, it was single shots, now, Trust me, I didn't want to take any of those shots, right? <laughs> they're, they're single shots, but they're heavy as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? The leg shots, like, oosh. They were heavy, right? Heavy. And Kalini, he landed one, right? So Cummins, he landed a few. Kalini landed one. And just that one heavy leg kick stumbled Cummins, right? So, yeah. There's, there's a lot of weight up in there, right? But just single shots, man. That was the big thing. Um, but I did think Cummings looked a te- more technical of the two, right? He's able to avoid and move out of the way of what mostly Kalini was throwing at him. And the second round went pretty much the same way. You know, neither wanting to commit to anything, right? So, we then come into the third. Cummins, he misses a front kick and Kalini counters with a nice right, right? And you thought, ooh, that could be problematic, right? Now, they then went back to trading kicks, you know? And it's all single shots still. But Cummins... Man, he burst forward with a one-two, right? Right touches Kalini, and the left puts Kalini down. Cummings follows it up with a few hammer fists before the referee jumps in. This fight is done. It's done. Yeah, so seven fights on the main card, six Finishes and the one decision was a back and forth high energy affair. So, yeah, definitely not a bad LFA and a great way to lead us into the big UFC tomorrow night, right? Edwards v. Muhammad. Damn, I cannot wait, people. So, yeah, until Saturday. Okay, people, so it is over, and for an event coming off a huge pay-per-view, right, which had everyone talking about it, 
I have to say, UFC on ESPN plus 45, you know, Edwards B. Muhammad was full. It was full of everything, right? We had six stoppages, two, two no contests, right? We had five decisions and two of those were extremely kind of, ooh, I, I, I was going to say controversial, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're controversial, but they were two split decisions that, I don't know, I have to say, I felt they had gone the other way, right, but they were, they were kind of close enough to go, "Mm, okay, well, I would say one of them definitely was, the other one, the other one was a weird decision, right, I, I feel it was a straight up weird decision, but, yeah, that's what, so, you know what I mean, there's plenty to talk about, people, plenty to talk about, we had Joe Martinez this week announcing the fights, and on the desk, it was Brendan Fitzgerald, Michael DeCount Bisman, and Daniel DC Cormier, so, uh, there was uh, <laughs> there was a lot of jokes going back and forth. It was funny, man. It, it was a funny event. So, the big thing with this one, right? The big thing we were looking forward to was finally, it was the return of Leon Edwards. He hadn't, you know, his last fight was July 2019. So, he's been out nearly a year and a half, right? So, it was... How was he going to look? Right? Now, we've, we'd seen all the pictures leading up to the fight. And you could see, Edwards was ripped like a motherfucker. Right? He was definitely in physical shape. But how would he be? Cardio rise? Would there be ring rust? How was that going to go? Right? So, um, that was a big question. And then Bilal... You know, he took the fight on, uh, I think, was it three weeks notice? I feel, three weeks notice. And in that first fight, you know, he, he'd taken a lot of calf kicks. So his ankle was kind of fucked. So it's just like, oh, how will that play into things? Like, how will Bilal be? Now, fighting on three weeks notice, I think there is something to that. Right, you've already fought, so you don't need to warm up. You're kind of in that fight flow. When you talk to people that fight regularly, that's always the big thing. So you kind of thought, okay, Bilal, he he could be in better shape. He could be fight ready more than Leon, you know. And Bilal loves a takedown, so it's just like, how is this gonna go? So that was a big. Interesting thing of this fight, and there was some crazy shit, right? There was some crazy shit on this one. Yeah, it it didn't go long. Like it did just over five minutes. That's what we got. Just over five minutes. It was rough. It was rough, but 
we had plenty of huge fights. Plenty of huge fights for us to really, you know, sink our teeth into, right? And it all started off with that first frigging welterweight clash. I mean, that, if, if that wasn't going to get anyone, you know what I mean, excited, I don't know what, you're a robot, you know, so we had Jason Witt against Matt Simmelsberger, and this did not go long at all, right, this was crazy, right, they basically came out, circled around each other for a little, threw a few kicks, you know, Witt was throwing some kicks, he was coming forward, well, the problem is, I think what this showcased, and you hear it all the time, you shouldn't throw naked kicks. Like, you shouldn't do anything naked. I mean, you should do something naked. But when it comes to fighting, you want to set everything up. Right? It, it's like a takedown is always more effective, for the most part, if you've hid it behind something. You know, fake a jab, boom, change levels, take down. You know, like something like that. Wait for someone to kick or engage, change levels, boom, take that. Like you're more likely to get it. And it's the same with a kick. If you hide a kick behind something, it's more likely to land. And you'll get away without having to take shit. Right, so um, that's the thing. Now, wit. He wasn't, he was just throwing kicks, coming forward, and the thing with a kick is, it's a range weapon, I mean, depending, I mean, look, you see how Justin Gaethje throws them kicks, right, he's up in close, he's in a phone box throwing them, but technically, it's a range weapon, now, Wit, he was coming forward, throwing them kicks, he got into Semmelberger's range, Semmelberger just fired out, Right, fired out a huge right, and Wit was done. He crashed down, and yeah, he did not have his wits about him. <laughs> yes, I did it. I took that low hanging, and I loved it, people. But yeah, he um he crashed down, man. Crashed down now. He, like, he kind of went to get up and all of that kind of thing, but he was clearly out. So, Chris Tiagny, he, um, yeah, that was a good stoppage. That was a good stoppage. Wit did not need to take any damage on there. So, that was huge. That was a huge fight to really get things popping. And, um... Our next stoppage, well, that was a, a few fights later, right? We, there was our full fight into the card. It was Ray Rodriguez against Rani Yaya. You know what I mean? Old Rani, he's been around for a while, right? He's a, you know, WEC vet. He's been in the UFC for a long ass time. And I think he's always looked legit, right, you, you can look at Rani, and you can just go, yeah, nah, he, he, he's got some shit, right, you, you always kind of feel that he could go on a run at any moment, 
Do you know what I mean? He could legitimately go on a run at any moment. He's just dangerous. And so, I, I think the big thing about this fight was because Rodriguez used to be in the army, right? So when, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of for the troops, right? And they used to go, you know, set up in a, in a like, airplane hangar and you'd see a fight. And Rodriguez was at one of those, right? He was at one of those and Rani Yaya was fighting. And Rodriguez was like, oh, I remember seeing him fight and that got me wanting to do this shit. So, yeah, it was like, oh, fighting your idols, man. Fighting your idols. And listen, Rodriguez came out hard. Came out hard, man. He was throwing some big ass shots, right? Throwing some real big shots, landing some heavy hooks. And Yaya was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't need to do this. Because he was engaging at first. But he came in, got a body lock. And, you know, Rodriguez tried to find it. But, you know, Yaya, he, he got him down. He got him down. And then it was just top pressure. You know, Yaya's... Top game is impressive. He was on Rodriguez like a weighted blanket. You know what I mean? And Rodriguez was trying to fight, right? Trying to disrupt Yaya's rhythm. But I think the problem with Rodriguez, he got a little bit too frantic, a little too eager. So he's moving a lot, but not in a conducive way of him getting back up, you know? And he kept on bringing his arm across, kept on reaching across, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yo, if you keep on doing that, your ass is going to get caught in a head and arm choke, right? So, yeah. I mean, Yaya, it ended with Yaya coming close numerous times with a head and arm. So we go into the second. And again, Rodriguez is letting them hands go. Letting them hands go. Right? And you could see, he listened to his corner. He had listened to his corner. Tried to stay at range a bit more. You know? But Yaya shoots. And he easily, easily gets the takedown, right? Easily gets the takedown. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's then, uh, you know, Yaya doing his thing on top. And Rodriguez, he reached over one too many times. And Yaya finally was able to, yeah, just get in that perfect position Sunk the head and arm in real tight, and Rodriguez had to tap. Had to tap. You know, there was no other way. No other way, people. You know? But impressive as fuck. Impressive as fuck. You know, second round stoppage, man. And you gotta say, like, Yaya was in control of that fight all the way. All the way. 
Oh, and so that takes him to 27 and 10. I mean, it's not a bad record at all. And he's still hungry for the belt. Still hungry for the belt, which is, yeah, you want to see that. You want to see that. So that was a good bantamweight clash. So we then jump slightly up to the featherweight division. Right, we got Marcelo. Um, oh, that was uh, Rodriguez's debut as well. So another debutee was Marcelo Arojo, and he was going up against Chris Charles Jordan. Right, Charles Jordan. So um, yeah. It was like, okay, this could be interesting, right? Because, you know, Jordan, he, he's looked impressive. He has looked very... Actually, sorry, that wasn't Rodriguez's debut. That was his second fight. Yeah, his second fight. Brr, flubbed that a little. It was, it was Rafa Garcia that was also making his debut. But we'll get to that one. And, um, yeah, so this was, you know... You just felt, oh, this is going to be impressive, right? This fight. Because both were coming to, um, both were coming to throw down. And we saw that from the beginning. They were both super mobile. A lot of movement, a lot of kicks. Um, Rojo was sitting down on those shots. Oh, my God. The, the lever that was getting thrown, it was Crazy, it was crazy, and he was really going for it. Right, he got an early takedown. Jordan, though, pretty much got up straight away. And I think in that first round, you know, Rojo probably just, just took it right, just because he was throwing a lot of volume and heavy. Heavy shots So Jordan was throwing a lot of kicks He was moving a lot Putting out that jab But he wasn't sitting down on the shots Right, so I think to the You know Layman Rojo was probably doing the better work But we go into that second round Go into that second round And um, Rojo He's still coming out heavy Right, he's moving forward at Jordan, but Jordan was really—he just kind of stepped up his game, man. He's throwing that jab, he's throwing the kicks, right, attacking Rojo's body. Jordan was really, really just mixing shit up, right? Really mixing shit up, which was super impressive, super impressive. The the the, the work. And you could see Jordan was just super keyed in. Right now, he was seeing those openings. He was landing. And he kind of was keeping Rojo off balance with the attack. So we come into the third round. And it was like, oh, this is anyone's game, right? It's probably 1-1 coming into this. Though I think Jordan's corner told him he he's probably down two. He's probably down two and he needs a finish. Which, not a bad tactic, right? It will light a fire under your ass. And god damn, 
it lit some sort of fire under Jordan, man, because he came in on acid. It was like he was on acid. He went for Rojo with everything. And the thing was as well, he was sitting down on them shots. He was sitting down on everything. And Rojo had started to slow. Which, listen, you can't blame either fighter for slowing. Because this was a fast-paced fight. And when I say Rojo slowed, it from a lot of people, he was still moving pretty quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just the pace they were going at. At the beginning, he'd slowed a little bit, right? But slowing had given Jordan that, oh, man. Because it's just like, oh, I see blood. Coming for you, motherfucker. I'm coming for you, right? So he was letting it rip. Now, Rojo, it's not like he was kind of just, okay, hit me. No, he was still throwing. He was still throwing. But... The um the pep had got they weren't as heavy now, you know Rojo's shots weren't as heavy so yeah Jordan was like yo <laughs> you know what I mean and he landed a big left put Rojo down right put Rojo down and then he came in with the ground and pound and it was ferocious. It was ferocious ground and pound, right? He weren't playing people. Man, he finally, he lets Rojo up. Let's him up, which, um, you know, got to give Rojo props because he got back up. He got back up and he, he wanted a fight, right? He didn't give up at any moment of this fight. So, he, he, you know, he came up and all of that, but, phew, Jordan was relentless, was relentless, just went at him with everything, body shots, hooks, uppercuts, you know, Rojo eventually, he just goes down, he, from the onslaught, it was just crazy, and the ref, he, he was just like, yeah, we're done here, we are done here, which was good, right, it, it was the thing that needed to be done, because, yeah, like Rojo, he didn't need to be in that fight anymore You know, he did not need to be in that fight anymore But it was, oh, it was a great fight It was a great fight So we go to the main card now, right? And Davy Grant v. Jonathan Martinez This fight, people It was a ban another bantamweight clash And it was insane It was insane you know what I mean? Was definitely insane. Like the fight started off, and you know, Grunts came with a jump kick. You know what I mean? Martinez, a back kick. Like, um, yeah, they they were, you know, coming with all these different kicks, right? So super impressive. Super impressive. Now Grunt, he was really mixing it up nicely. You know, and he landed some heavy shots to um, Martinez's body. But you kind of felt that Martinez, he slowly started taking the edge. You know, he was coming with good leg kicks, landed some really good leg kicks. 
You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, uh, you know, he landed a big left that put Grant down. Right? Martinez followed it up, landed some ground and pound. He was, yeah, he was having a good first round and definitely took it. So we can't, you know, Grant, his corner was like, yo, you've been hit worse. You've been hit worse, right? He's like, oh, yeah, but my ankle's fucked. It's fucking up my ankle. But they're like, yo, listen, you can do this. You've come back before. So go do it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So he comes back out, and man, they straight away they're trading, they're throwing at each other. People, Grant, he lands, whoo, he lands some big shots, lands some big shots, right? Shoots, hits, um, you know, Martinez with a takedown attempt, but Martinez stuffs it, Grant. He, though, is not stopping. He's bringing to heat, right? Martez, he comes back, though, with a few, right? It's back and forth. This is some good-ass shit, right? Grant, though, he is countering really well, really well this round, you know? He lands a right to the body and a left to Martinez's chin, Oh my god, it was a picture-perfect punch. It was a picture-perfect punch, people. Martinez crashes down. Right, Grant follows it up with a couple of shots, and then the ref jumps in. It is done. It is over. Oh my god. The way David Grant finished that fight, Second round was just a complete 180 to the first, right? It it was super impressive, super, super impressive. So, hats off to Davy Grant, people. Do you know what I mean? They don't call him dangerous for nothing, right? He lived up to the nickname big time. So, then we're... uh, up to the featherweight division, and we had what on paper was always gonna be a barn burner, right? It is one of those fights that you look at and you go, okay, that that's gonna be a fucking war, right? That's gonna be a war. So Gavin Tucker against Dan Eek, you know, Eek coming off that that just battle with Kelvin Cater. But he'd been out a while, right? Which you kind of thought, yeah, it's a good thing, right? After a war like that, you, you it's not about rushing back in there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> this fight just, it, it shocked the fuck out of everyone. Shocked the fuck and did not go how you thought, right? You thought it was going to be a three-round, like, slugfest. No, no, it was not. Right, Tucker, he's coming forward Coming forward, they're fainting a little But he he goes to throw And Eeg, you know, because Tucker is throwing a looping shot A hook, you might want to say And Eeg, straight down the middle Boom, 
right? He connects on Tucker and Tucker falls down, right? I think Humpty Dumpty stayed on that wall longer than Tucker on his feet. He crashed, crashed. It's like, I don't know. I, I kind of figured some people look at the the Cater fight and were like, well, he caught Cater with some heavy shots, but Cater didn't go down. So, I mean, obviously he punches hard, but it can't be that bad, right? Because Cater didn't go down once. Yeah, it's just, look, what we saw in January, Cater has just got a crazy ass chin. You know what I mean? And Eeg, he throws with ferocious power. And that crash Gavin Tucker to the motherfucking ground, right? It was... Phew. It was some serious ass shit, right? Serious ass shit, and just but people, it's only Tucker's second loss in the UFC, so you know it was his what I think his sit fight. So I mean that's not too bad, and it, it it's not like he's fighting chumps. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like he's fighting chumps. Right, and you remember the war he had with Billy Quantantillo. So, man, the way he put him out, super impressive, super impressive. So our last stoppage, our last big stoppage was the co-main event. Right, it was Misha Serkinov against Ryan Span. It was a light heavyweight clash, and it was one of them fights with both fighters. They've had their ups and downs, but this is the moment to be like, yo, 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 I'm in this division, motherfuckers, people, obviously, I'm not getting the next title fight, but y'all better take note, right, that was this fight, but have these motherfuckers do that, right, and, yeah, kind of feel that's what happened, right, kind of feel that's what happened, so, Span, he comes out, right? He comes out, comes, moves forward. But Serkinov, he's landing some heavy shots. Fires a head kick, right? Serkinov is looking slick, right? He's looking mad sharp, right? But a big right, clean on the chin, puts Serkinov down. You know, Span follows it up. He, you know, he's hitting some ground and pound. But the mistake that Span has made, you know, sometimes he's had someone hurt. He's followed them to the ground. He's allowed them to tie him up. So he's corner. You're safe. You know, he'd be like, get up, get up. And Span, he did it, man. He followed that corner because you can hear the corner now. There's no crowd still, people. You hear that corner. So Span, he followed the instructions. He got back up. Got back up, which was smart. Because Serkinov was still shook. Still shook. So he cracked Serkinov. He cracks him again. But wasn't a clean shot. See, but the thing is, hey, didn't have to be, right? Didn't have to be. Does it hit him in the temple? And those are fuckery shots to take. Man, it just takes your equilibrium. 
right? It takes your equil- equilibrium. Whew. You say that three times. It's a tough equilibrium. 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 Damn, I'm impressive like a motherfucker. But hit him there. He 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 he's already on wobbly legs. That was just burr. So Zirkonov goes down. Span follows with some hammer fists and people, as Jessica Fletcher did. That was all she wrote. It was all she wrote. It was over. Ryan Span, big ass win. And um, oh, he called out some names. He called out some names. It was the winner of I think he called out the winner of Jimmy Crute, Anthony Smith, which a the smart. That's a smart. You you look at that and you'd be like, yeah, that's that's an attainable. Fight, right? It's not a title fight. You know what I mean? It's not like the number two. It's a fight that you think, all right, yeah, 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 that could happen, right? So um, yeah. Hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens there, people. But yeah, super big, knock. Like they were crazy. Those six crazy fights, crazy knockouts. You're just thinking after all of those finishes. I mean, there was a submission in there as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're thinking, those stoppages, that's going to make it super tough for fucking bonuses, right? And the Jardine-Rojo fight could get fired tonight. Because that was some back and forth shit. That was some crazy ass shit. So, yeah, super, super impressive people. Okay, so on the card we had two split decision fights, right? Now, the first was the flyweight women's match between Courtney Casey and JJ Aldridge, right? And, um, man, it was an interesting call. was an interesting call, right? Because I kind of feel that... Casey did enough to get the win, right? Now, I mean, the thing with the fight was Casey came out landing some real heavy shots. She landed some heavy shots and she was putting strikes together. You know, kick, kick, one, two. Like, one, two, hook, kick. You know what I mean? She was putting these combinations together, which really went well. Now, Aldridge, she was coming in looking for the takedowns, but it a lot of the time it was very much, you know, just straightforward, and she was getting, you know, just picked apart. Right, and she looked a little lost at times. She was going for the takedowns, and she did, you know, Casey stuffed a few, right? But yeah, I mean, Audrey, she did get takedowns, but she, you know, she didn't do anything with the one she got in the first round, right? And then I think with the second round, you know, there was a bit of a. Uh, a fluffed takedown attempt. Um, 
kind of thing from, you know, Casey. Aldridge ended up on top. And she did land some ground and pound, right? She did land some. But she then made an error. Casey got up, right? And had advantage with the striking, right? And and just landed the better shots on the feet. Aldridge did end the round with a takedown. But... Yeah, I don't know, because Casey was landing the better shots, so Aldridge landed, you know, ground and pound, got the takedown and all of that, but Casey got back up and then lit her up on the feet, right, and in the third round, again, Casey doing her thing, doing her thing on the feet, landing the heavy shots, landing the heavy shots, right, so... Aldridge gets a, a well-timed takedown at the end of the round. Doesn't really do anything with it. Right? So, it was... Yeah. When you look at the fight, right? It was an odd one. I have to say, it was an odd split decision. You're thinking, if anyone was going to get the split decision, it would have been Casey. You know, Casey, she did do the better work. Did do the better work, and yes, she got taken down, but she did a real good job of avoiding damage for the most part and getting back to her feet. Right, and you could see from the body language when Aldridge was hit, it was like she kind of sunk into herself. Right, it was a funny one as well because you know, in the past, we've seen Aldridge just coming forward, throwing shots like being relentless. But I don't know if it was from the, the Macy Barber loss, but she hasn't been as effective on her feet, hasn't been effective on her feet. And in this fight, she looked lost on her feet, right? But yeah, I mean, she did get a, you know, she did get the win, right? She got the win. So, I mean, what can you say, right? But the next one was on the main card, right? So the the Aldridge Casey fight was on the prelims, and yeah, the next one was the second fight on the main card. It was a fl- another flyweight one. This time it was the men, and it was Matthias Nicolau against Manel Cap. It was a uh, yeah. I don't know, people. Right now, I will say that Mikelau probably took that first round, right? Because Mikelau, he, I think he was just throwing a bit more. Cap, he did throw more than he did in his last fight, but he, um, I don't know. It, it, it didn't seem like he had his range completely in that first round. But come the second round. Cap landed a sensational uppercut, right? Hurt, hurt Mikolau, right? And then Cap just, oh, man, he was putting it together. He was really putting it together, landing some great shots, you know? Um, it was, yeah, he, you know, he was lighting Mikolau up. And obviously, you kind of think Mikolau was probably a little bit, it hurt still from that initial uppercut, but yeah, Cap, 
Whew, he looked so like he was putting his kicks together, but he, he taking it to the body, the head, really mixing it up. In the third round, right, it kind of, yeah, I don't know, Cap slowed down again. Right, and not slowed down from fatigue. It's just he, his output slowed a little. He went back to a few more single shots and that kind of thing. And um, Mikolau was landing some good stuff, right? But then towards the, you know, the second part of the round, Cap turned it on. He turned it on. Uppercuts, a thunderous knee. Right, look, hurt Mikolau. And Cap was landing the big shots. The big shots that hurt Mikolau. Now, one of the shots that Mikolau had landed in that first, in the first part of the round, he landed shots, but nothing as dangerous as what Cap was throwing at him. Yo, so that was the interesting thing. Nothing is dangerous. So you're just looking at it and you're thinking, okay, I think Cap took it, right? I think he took it. Because he, you know, if you're looking at damage, right, you know, Cap was doing the damage. But yeah, Nicolau took it. It was, yeah, it was an odd one. It was odd. But listen, it, it was more of a closer thing. Fight, I thought, than Casey Aldridge. So with this one, you can look at and you can go, right, I thought Cap had that fight. But, you know, it was close enough where it's not a robbery. Right? Close enough where it's not a robbery. I kind of feel that the Casey Aldridge fight was, it was, again, not quite a full-on robbery but definitely more so, definitely more so, so yeah, a couple of interesting split decisions right there, okay, so we then had three decisions, three just straight up unanimous decisions, right, so the first was our second fight on the card, Jinyu Fei against Gloria de Pula, strawweight fight, you know, Jin Fei, this is, was her third fight in the UFC. You know, lost the first two. So you know she's like, yo, I need to win. I need to win. Gloria de Pula, first fight in the UFC. Coming off a sensational performance in the Contender Series. She looked so good. Right, so, yeah, this was an interesting one, man. And gotta give mad props to Jin Fei. Right, because she, I think it is like she used her experience, man. It was straight up she used that experience, right? Now, Dupula, good, really good hands. Really good hands, for sure, right? But she, uh, you know, she made mistakes. She made mistakes which allowed, um, you know, Faye to take her down. Right, and, and that's where the difference was. Faye was controlling it on the ground, you know, and really kind of stuffing um, the pooler's game, right? And 
you're in that last round when um you know it could have been one one going in you know the corner said take her down right and that's what she did you know Faye she she came with the intention put herself in the possibility to take her down right and it was a lot of time it was catching kicks right the pooler she made the same mistakes over and over again you know which allowed Faye to do her thing and get the win right so yeah very good win for um Jinyu Faye there Right, so um, the next was Nasserat Hasmarat against Rafa Garcia, and gotta say, man, both of these dudes, tremendous chins, tremendous chins. So it's a great lightweight fight, and um, yeah, I think that first round was crazy, crazy. They were both. Really, you know, landing some heavy shots, doing some great work. And it was like, like for like. One landed, the other one reacted. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a firefight, man. It was, cr- it was some real crazy-ass shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You did not want to be, you know what I mean, on the receiving end of any of those shots. It was just heavy hell. Heavy hell, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right now, uh, I think one big thing Cub Swanson, right? Cub Swanson was in um, Garcia's corner and he was giving some really good, solid advice. Really good, solid advice, people. You know, very impressed with that. But as the fight went on, you could see Garcia slowing down. And Hasbarat was able to, um, yeah, capitalize, right? Because in the first round, Garcia was doing a good job of just cutting things off and moving around and all of that. But, yeah, as the fight went on, he then just became like he was following Hasmarat around, right? His output slowed and Hasmarat was just... Continuing to bring just a ugh, ferocious output, right? Ferocious output, and he was getting takedowns and yeah, just turned on that heat. So, a very, very impressive, uh, you know, fight and um, win for Nazareth Hasmarat, but. In that fight, Rafa Garcia, hey, he did himself proud. So, yes, he, he lost, right? Gets his first, you know, loss on the record. But he put in one hell of a performance, right? So there's still going to be people that are like, I don't know if I want to fight him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if I want to fight him. <laughs> so then the next and last decision was the last fight on the main card, on the prelims card even. It was Angela Hill against Ashley, the spider monkey, Yoda. And, yo, I've got to say, 
hats off to Angela Hill, right? I thought that the um, the ground might be the downfall of Hill. Because Hill does, you know what I mean? However the fight is going, Hill can be winning a fight. It's going to go end up on the ground at some point. And I've got to say, it did in this, right? It did in this one, right? And, um, but Yoda, I think, when you look at it, I think Yoda's had three fights, I think, since their first encounter. Hill's had something like seven or maybe 11. She's had a lot. (laughs) You know, and you can see, you can see the comfortability of Hill in there. Right, she was putting it together. This was one of the best performances we've seen from Angela Hill. Her striking was on point. Right, she was moving combinations fast, keeping Yoda at range and just unloading. Unloading, right, did a a, a better job of stopping takedowns, right, but, (laughs) as as I said, right, there was a few situations where he'll put herself in just bad decisions, like, bad situations where you're just like, oh, shit, Yoda's, is Yoda gonna get an arm by it, like, oh, yeah, is is Yoda gonna, you know, it's like, I don't know why, I don't know, like, if he'll think sometimes, it's like, I think the fight's going too well, but how can I mix it up a little, how can I make it interesting, you know, sometimes you think, is that what you, is that what he'll doing, right, because, yeah, it can be a little crazy, right, it can be a little crazy, because you're just like, Yo, Ange, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't do that, Ange. Stop it. You're you're winning. You are winning. You know? But um yeah, I think he was attacking the body, right? And you could see that the body shots were really, really hurting uh, Yoda. Really hurting Yoda. You know? Which was a problem. But, yeah. He'll look sensational. But if she can just, just take away those errors. Like, if she could just stop those little errors. Hey, she's, she'll be a threat, you know? Because, look, we've seen it before. Like, when Gadalia took her down, she was stuck on the bottom. You know what I mean? It's just little things like that. And, you know, don't give up your arms, right? Don't give up your back. It's just little, just a few little minor things. But that's all you can say, right? And that's kind of just nitpicking. But, you know, there's no taking away. He'll put on a great performance, she put on a great performance, and it was a really good fight to lead into that main card, right, really was, and so the main card started with a banger, a middleweight clash, Eric Anders against Darren Stewart, right, and yo, this was going to be an interesting one, 
was definitely an interesting one, right? And, yo, they did not disappoint. They came out throwing. Yo, you both had bad intentions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They were in a phone booth, people, just letting it fly. Letting it fly. And I, I think Anders really... Oh, man. He made it interesting because... He went for the takedown, right? Went for the takedown. And he then wasn't, you know what I mean? He, he wasn't getting it. So he breaks away and landed three big shots. Three big shots. Then back down, he gets a takedown, right? Gets a takedown. Stuart, though, he does a good job. He gets up. But Anders lets fly a big left. And it puts Stuart down. Puts Stuart down. Anders is throwing everything at him. He is bludgeoning Stuart. You're thinking, fuck, this fight's getting stopped. I think this is it, right? But the unthinkable happens, right? Anders throws a knee. Frozen knee when Stuart was down. Oh my gosh, you're just like, no, no, what is happening? How did that happen? Two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row. What is happening here? There's two knees, it's two goddamn knees, people. No, but yes. Yes, two knees. Um, so, yeah, knee hits Stuart in the head. He goes down, right? And there was a lot of back and forth talking to the doctor and everything like that. And I have to say, Herb Dean was doing a very good job, right? Herb Dean was doing a very good job with this one. You know, trying to um, allow Stuart to have enough time. And Stuart was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight. But the doctor called it. Doctor called it. And Dean, you know, he's like, yo, back off. Look, I'm talking to him. I'm giving him time. Right. And yeah, you know, Stuart, he, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to fight. But yeah, the ref called it. Ref called it. Now, a lot of people have been... Peter Yan, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, you were talking about me, and then you did that, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, there was a huge difference between the knees, right? With Anders, Anders threw the knee straight away. There was no lining up the head, holding the head, bringing the head into the knee, right? Asking the corner. No, Anders just threw the knee. Right, you could see it was just a complete error in judgment. It was dumb, but it was just an error in judgment. Yan's was, the referee had said, he's a down opponent. Yan turns to the corner. Oh, what do I do? Right, first of all, you've been told by the corner, he's a down opponent. You know what I mean? So it, 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 you, you've got that. But then you ask your corner. 
it's a yeah, it was a mess. So it was completely different. That's why Yans was an intentional, right? That's that's the thing. And Mark Ratner afterwards, you know, explained the difference too. You know, so yeah. So that was the first of our no contests. Yes, people. We are now getting to it, right? So Bilal Muhammad, he stepped up, right? Uh, you know, everything was going, I don't know, because Kamzat had to pull out for health reasons. You know, Wonderboy was injured. Covington said no. It, you know, it was just the way everything was going. It, you know, no one wanted to fight Edwards, and Muhammad did. So Muhammad gets all the props for doing that, right? And it was interesting, because you were thinking, oh, how's Edward going to be? He's been out for a year and a half, what's going to happen? Edwards looked sensational, right? Now, this fight, it went, you know, under six minutes, under five and a half minutes even. But we got one round, and in that first round, you know, Edwards, I was going to say Stuart, I mean, like, wait, no, it's Edwards. Edwards was really putting it on Muhammad. Right? He was doing some great work. He really was. Now, here's the thing. So in the first round, you know, there was a, a, a you know, a kind of it was a minor eye poke, but not a not a real one. No, actually I don't think it was an no, I don't think it was an eye poke. It was more of a um a warning for your fingers out, right? So they got warned. But the referee said both of you, right? It wasn't just Edwards who had his fingers. Mohammed had his fingers too. So they both kind of got warned for the fingers. Then second round started and um, Edwards, he, it was like he was masking the kick with his hand. But he hadn't closed his fingers. So as... <clears throat> Muhammad was coming forward, finger in the eye. Oof, wasn't a good one, right? Wasn't a good one. Muhammad went crashing down, and just the yelp of it. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's overacting. I'm just like, yo, if you have had anything in your eye, you will know how motherfucking painful that shit is. Right, so I don't think Muhammad overacted at all. It's painful. It's fucking painful. And sometimes you just can't see for fucking sometimes it's minutes, hours, sometimes it might be days, and your sight is fucked. Right? It's terrible. So yeah, that fight just wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. And, uh, you know, after the fight, Edwards apologised, and you, you know it was sincere, right? You know it was sincere. Gets crazy, though. Gets crazy. Because Edwards, he's a bit like, you know what? I don't need to run this shit back. You know, I look good. I look good. And, yeah, he did look good, Right? There's no, you can't deny the fact that Edwards looked good, you know, because he did, 
Looked good. Looked sensational. Right? Didn't look like there was any rust. Now, obviously, four more rounds. Right? Four more rounds. But Edwards is like, I think I should get a title shot. And, you know, listen. Obviously, Bahal wants to have the fight back. The fight ended in an unsatisfactory way. So, I understand completely the calls for immediate rematch, right? How immediate that can be, who knows, because of DI. But, on the flip side, you do understand Edwards going, yeah, no. Right, because he was only taking the fight because everything was, you know, a bit of a mess at the top. You know, like no one knew, you know, just the restrictions and everything like that. So he didn't, he wasn't able to fight for the title, right? And yeah, just the way everything had lined up, there was no one available, right? So now he's a bit like, yeah, Usman's fault, right? He's defend, he defended the belt. Stop Burns So Give me the fucking title shot Right And You know If he had If the fight had ended Right If he had stopped Bilal Anything like that He was getting a title shot Dana had said that And so I think Edwards is just like Listen If I take a rematch It's just delaying things Yo, I want to fight for the belt I was meant to fight for the belt a couple of times But it wasn't my fault that shit didn't happen So Edwards is just like, yeah, I can't be bothered I can't be bothered, just give me the fucking title shot Which I understand, right? I do understand that mentality Because it's just like, yeah, I could rematch I could rematch Bilal, but it's just delaying my title shot, right? I want the I want the belt. I'm I'm here to be champion. I ain't here to be fucking around. I don't want to fight forever, you know. So I get that. I think the and look, there's been a lot of comments. There's been a lot of, like Leon's a coward. No, Leon ain't a coward. Right, and then there's other people go. Oh, it should have been disqualified, which again is ridiculous. Because how many times, like we have seen people, oh, I poke more than twice and not be disqualified. You know what I mean? So if if it was a a thing, two eye pokes should disqualify. Right? If that was a thing, fine. But it's not. Now you can say the rules should be changed Yes, maybe Yes, new clubs, all of that But it's not a thing So all these people going Oh, he should be Because no one does that in other fights Right? It's ridiculous And then there's people going Leon should be cut from the UFC Again People shut up People shut up But the, the problem is with Leon going, I want to fight, I want the title fight, it does put him as the villain, right? It is putting him on everyone's shit list. So the fat, all of that, it's just like, fuck Leon, fuck Leon. Which, to be honest, 
still works. <laughs> still works. Because if he was given a title fight, everyone will be wanting Usman to fuck him up. So, it works either way, but it just doesn't ingratiate Edwards to the masses. But, you know, you gotta look at it, you know, with no bias here. Because, listen, I like Bilal. Like Bilal. Now, do I think Leon has made a lot of missteps? Yes! Right? Could have gone to the States, but didn't want to leave the family. I understand. I understand. But then you can't be going, I, I should have had a title. Because you could have, but you didn't want to leave. Right? Then, was offered the late replacement. It's like, ah, oh, can't. Haven't been able to train. Which, uh, you know, it, it's a... <sighs> Because, listen, everyone's in the same situation. We were in lockdown, but people were finding ways to train. People were finding ways to train. And you're thinking, if you are this level of a fighter, you should have some sort of home setup. Should have some sort of home setup and situation, right? And he's like, yeah, I can't. But in the talk for this fight, it's like, yeah, I've been out for a year and a half, but I haven't stopped training. If you haven't stopped training, then why didn't you take that fucking fight in July? Right? So, Leon has kind of fucked himself a number of times. The first time Wonderboy called him out. Take the fight. Right? Didn't take the fight. Then there was no one else high up. And he gets, you know, Chimavev. Right? Chimavev falls out. Wonderboy's injured. He gets Muhammad. You know what I mean? So, Edwards, he has misstepped. He has misstepped for real, right? So, you can look at it, you know, objectively, right? And you can be like, yeah, yeah. But, right? But, you still have to say, yeah, I can see where Edwards is coming from. You don't have to like it. Right? You can go, oh, I think Malau should. Yeah, Bilal's a good fighter. For sure, Bilal's a good fighter. Leon does have the longest winning streak in the world weight division. So you get why he's looking for certain fights. Right? So in that principle, I completely understand where Leon is coming from. Right? I do. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Because at the end of the day, whatever the fucking UFC say, that's the thing that's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think it depends on what Dana thinks. Depends on, you know, Bilal's eye. There's a few factors that play into this. So, it will be interesting to see how it all goes. Right? So, it's a, so watch this space. But, um, yeah. Stop. Stop. Up with the stupidness of oh, Leon should be cut. You know what I mean? That's, that's just some foolish ass shit. It's some foolish ass shit. And when people call fighters scared, that's stupid. Look, they get in a fucking octagon. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've had double figure amounts of fight. No one's scared. 
no one's scared, right? But people thinking about CTE, damage, and all of these things, and it's just about what makes sense, right? So, I don't know, we'll see what the fuck happens with all of this, right? So this was tricky, right? You're looking at the car and you're thinking, yo, there is some, you mean, fighters that could get checks, right? Matt Semenberger, first fight on the card, crazy quick stoppage, right? So you've got that. You've got Rani Yaya, great submission in that second round. Charles Judan, you know, great third round stoppage. You, know I mean? you then have got Davy Grant with that sensational stoppage in that second. Dan Eag, again, first round, whoo, bullet, bullet to the motherfucking head. Ryan Spann with the stoppage, right? So you've got those. You've got, um, you know, Jordan, um, you know, Ruju, which could be fight of the night. It's a fight of a night contender, right? The Naz, the Hasbarat Garcia, that's another fight of the night contender, right? So it's like, oh, where, where are these checks going, right? So, no fight of the night, right? Four performance of the nights here. So uh, Matt Spellenberger does get a check. Davy Grant gets a check. Danny gets a check. Ryan Spann gets a check. Hey, can't fault any of those decisions. And listen, like other people are just like, oh, they should have handed out more. And blah, blah, blah. It's been like, people, how many times does it have to be said, right? You have the disclosed checks. You have the disclosed checks. But then other people get the other checks, right? Bonuses are still getting handed out. It's just bonuses that just don't get announced, right? And I feel the fighters would rather have those unannounced bonuses, <laughs> I mean, that the tax man don't know about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What do you, look, if you're calling yourself a long-time fan, motherfuckers, you know... The other checks are getting handed out. So, what are you talking about? Alright? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but, great night of fights, people. A great night of fights. Okay, people. So, we have reached that time again. So, let's take a look and see what's happening with fight announcements and the like. Alright, so next week, right, it's Brunson v. Holland. Great card. Great main event. Unfortunately, Johnny Eduardo is out of his fight against Anthony Burchich. So at the moment, UFC are looking for a replacement. We'll see where, um, you know what I mean, where that goes. On some brighter news... Carlos Felipe has just signed a new four-fight deal, and um, he's going to be meeting Jake Collier at UFC 263. All right, so that takes place on the 12th of June. 
also at UFC um, 263, Hakim Dawadar is fighting Musev Evelov. <laughs> That's a good fight, people. And um, it's not UFC news, but kind of figured cats are going to want to know. So, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua have just signed a two-fight deal. Right? Two-fight deal. Which means the winner will become the undisputed heavyweight champion. Because Joshua, he's got the WBA, WBO and IBF belts. And Fury has the WBC belt. Right? So... At the moment, no date, no location, but I imagine they will want a fight sooner rather than later, because if it's a two-fight deal, you want to get both fights in this year. So basically, they're going to fight twice, right? Because whoever loses, they were a champion, it's the rematch clause, that's the two fights, all right? So yeah, we're basically going to see them fight twice before someone fights wilder or something like that but you know what fuck it let's see what happens all right people that is us we are done we will be back on friday to um yeah take a look at that holland brunson card people until then take it easy peace